Hey, it's Brian House, and you're listening to the Work For It podcast. Our primary focus is business in the workshop. And if you want us to see and discuss your work, use the hashtag WFI Projects on Instagram, and we will shout you out and your projects. Did you know you can support our work for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year? Go to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That's like a burrito. I love burritos. What? Hey, what's happening, everybody? It's Brian House here for the Work For It Podcast. It's whatever day of the week you're listening to this podcast. I hope you're all having a good working week and you're getting lots of stuffs done. I'm here, as always, with Brian Cohn of B. Cohn hey. Knives. That's And amazing. we have a special... That's Brian. And we yeah. also have a special guest in the studio, Mr. One, Mr. Chris Powell from Full Steam Designs. He's been a patron for so long. He's supported our work. I've known Chris online as online friends for a long time. I love his work, and I can't wait to catch up with him right here on the podcast. And it sounds like Ben has just joined us right now. What's happening? Solid only wow. two minutes late today, Ben. That's Ben. That's Jam gotta be the closest to on time Ben's been in a while. <laughs> Christ Almighty! Good I had job, to ben. piss like a fucking racehorse. Welcome to the podcast, Ben. You are immediately getting your balls busted. <laughs> right? You walked right into Jeez, that. Jesus! I wonder what you guys uh, are saying about me when I'm not it. here for Christ. <laughs> oh, oh, just shit. straight shit talk all the time. Howdy, gentlemen. Anyway, Mr. Hey, Chris, hey, hey, how are right. you? Hey, right, what's up, guys? I, uh, I, it's interesting because having Chris on the show and I've watched his growth, I don't even know, man. Like I've saw a few of your he's uh, time-lapse tall, videos, you know, for, for, he is get, for he's a little getting guy. big, <laughs> but it was like two or three years ago. I remember stumbling across one of your posts on Reddit and that's actually where I think I was initially connected with you watching you do a, a project in your garage, you, you know, you have a small space you're working in. And I was just starting my journey of, you know, becoming a content creator as well. So it was really, it's really great <clears throat> to see someone say, I want to do this and, you know, years later still do it, you know? So it's kind of cool that I got to see, you know, all the way back. And then now you're on my podcast, which is like very a little cool. bit blowing my mind. So yeah, it's, very it's pretty cool. wild. I'm, uh, you- I'm real happy to be here. It's real cool. You are, you're very prolific, I have to say, which I think to your point, Brian, is, is impressive as hell, right? Just, um, you're very active on the socials, which I think is really cool to see. And in a world where a lot of us are sort of trending downward in terms of the amount of content that we put out, you just steady as a rock constantly. I don't know about you, Ben, but I'm not trending downward. You're definitely not either. No, you're definitely not In fact, I thought you you were scheduling your shit the other day. I mean, even asked you, I'm like, dude, are you scheduling this shit? Because it's fucking coming out like a fire hose. (laughs) So I get a text message from Ben yesterday. He's like, I would like to discuss how you're doing this. You know, you're you're getting all this content out with schedule. I said, I, I approach it with the uh, D-A-G-F uh, approach, which is I don't give a F about yeah. what I post or how long it is or what it is. I just I am literally vomiting content. 
content yeah. everywhere in every direction because um, and Austin from um, High Caliber said the same thing. He's like, every time I open my phone, you got a different reel out. Yeah, I was just chatting with I'm him this like, morning too. He's like, yeah, fucking Brian's like, everywhere. And it, my my take on that is, and I think Chris will share the same sentiment is, is if you don't like it, just unfollow me. And yeah. you know, if you think it's too much, but I I really don't have that problem. Like most people are cool with it. I mean, as far yeah. as I can tell, and I've, as far as I can tell, there's growth. You know, right? So. And I've said I think since the well, definitely since uh, B Cohn joined us on the show that, uh, and and around that time, I think Brian, you started. Um, really using Instagram more heavily. You were kind of splitting time with Facebook and that kind of thing, but started ramping up Instagram. And and I've always thought it's really like how you guys use it is really neat. And I think somewhat you, or it used to be unique. Now it's changing, but you, you use posts almost like stories, right? So yeah, I did. Cause I didn't understand. Like, yeah, so I don't, and I still don't fully understand, you know, the yeah. concept of, stories versus posts versus yeah you know i just i just what i've discussed what i've done is is i've and chris might be able to back me up on this is post and see what people are watching and then kind of figure that out because if i take like for instance if i make the same post on a story as i yeah. do uh, in a post i don't get nearly the same amount of interaction True. as i would if i were to post it so I just abandoned the concept of stories except for like reshares and stuff like that. So. Yeah. And I think it's cool. Yeah. I think, you know, I don't know, as a software developer or a web app developer, I would often have it like a philosophical debate with people, you know, about the difference between just being a tool maker and a policy maker. You know, you can build a web application and write a policy book for how to use it. But nobody's going to follow that. You know, like Microsoft doesn't get pissed off that we use key, uh, PowerPoint to make posters. You know, <laughs> there's somebody from Microsoft calling you up going, hey, dude, you, you need to make presentations with this. You can't be doing graphic <laughs> design, motherfucker. You know, so I don't think there are any set rules. I think it's really cool. I have seen and noticed recently that other folks are following that trend, right? Other folks yes, are, are posting yes, stories are. I as posts. I, I got, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to piss all over my fire hydrant right now. I'm yeah. the guy that thought this up. <laughs> and B. Cohen, I'm the one. Uh, and B. kind of started the, um, you started Frickin the Brian like random lives. You know? Oh, like, yeah. You got to keep the lives going. The yeah. random lives. That caught yeah, on big time, which is, which is pretty cool. So. And well, you know, I haven't really done them lately. I've been actually, yeah. whenever I've been going live, I've been going live on TikTok because I get a lot more people flowing uh, in and out there. But see, I'm, I'm trying to split my TikTok. time between the two. Chris, do you use and TikTok? It, uh, I used to. That's, I don't know. That's just such a weird platform for me. I, I have such a hard time getting any traction on there. Fucking tweakers um, and twerkers and yeah, tweens. <laughs> It's, it's just too crazy. Like, uh, you know, lately I've been doing pretty good on Instagram. Um, and yeah. I, the thing for me, like, I don't even really care about Instagram. Like, I just have fun on there. Yeah. Um, That's the way you to know, do YouTube it. YouTube is kind of what I look at as like a business thing. But, That's where I'm moving to. You know, in, Instagram, I just, I'll throw up whatever on there. Like you guys are saying, it's just put whatever out there. If it sticks, great. You know, if not, whatever. I don't mm -hmm. think I've ever unfollowed somebody for putting out, you know, too much good content. So at least if yeah. I'm 
putting out interesting stuff, you know, I don't think it's going to bother people. I can tell you. I wouldn't call my my content good, Chris. No. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, it's not, that, it's not right. that great. But I can tell you from firsthand experience, you can pretty much fucking phone it in for a year on Instagram and you're not going to see anything change. You know, because yeah, that's more or less what I've even. done. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. You'll at, see some growth. I'm too. at thirteen point six, and I have been for a year. <laughs> even if, even if you were to say post daily, and I'm not talking about like shit posting or anything, but just like post something, like like yeah. in a in an actual post, not a story. You do a lot of stories, but just like every day, once a day or whatever, just do like kind of an update video or something about what you got going on in your shop. And what will happen is the algorithm, and this is what I've noticed because the algorithm giveth and taketh away, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's been times like when I was building out my new workshop where I just did not have a ton of time to, to, to post regularly. And Instagram was just like, Oh, since you're, um, you know, giving us the cold shoulder, it'll take you months to get back to where you were, you know, even though it was only a few days or weeks that I was behind, it just, it kind of, but once you get on that regular, like, Hey, I'm going to post here every day type schedule. Yep. um, Well, as somebody that used to write algorithms, you know, I mean, I, I've done a bunch of data mining and manipulation and data science type work. I'm, right? I'm still it's, interested about your work with the only fans website. That, uh, that one was I'm, a really writing good a lot of project, algorithms actually. for that. Weren't yes. You? Yeah. Yes. Cup size, you know, height, <laughs> weight, <laughs> yikes but all right there's one you're making thing, you're making brian blush right there's one thing that uh, that makes an algorithm work and that's a predictable data set right every data set is predictable to an extent if you if you work hard enough to find the predictability out I, I think instagram does a really good job at that but if you're not creating predictable content, then it can't do its job, right? And so that could be time of day, that could be amount per week, that could be amount per day, uh, it could be you know, tags that you use. You know, these are all markers that an algorithm could pick up. So I, I, you're right. If you're somebody like me that's posting randomly once, twice, maybe seven times a week. You know, and then all of a sudden I do 36 stories in one day and the and the algorithm doesn't see me for another two weeks. There's no predictability in it. And so I think that's the the biggest thing is just to try to find a way to be as obviously predictable as possible. You know, so I'm interested in your journey on YouTube, Chris, because you're at 21.4 today, the time of recording this 21,400 subscribers. Uh, you make content regularly and you said that you see YouTube more as a business. Can you explain that to me a little bit more? Like, what do you mean by that? Uh, you know, it's just, I mean, it's, it's always going to be making you an income. Like, you know, once you get monetized on there, I've got videos that I've made, you know, a couple of years ago and, and it might not be much, but I'm still getting money from them. Um, so it's just, it's like. I don't know with everything we do it's almost like why not make videos and put them out there you know it 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 doesn't make anything that much harder and if you really focus on it i think it can really turn into something um now do you when you when you create a video you're talking about ad revenue right now mm -hmm. so is there sponsorships as well are you starting to align yourself with brands and things like that yeah sometimes you know i've had 
uh, kind of some bad experiences with that in the future or in the past with uh, trying different stuff out. So I'm a little reluctant to, to try stuff like that. Uh, one thing that has worked well for me is affiliate related stuff. So, uh, you know, like lasers are the, the new thing. Like everybody's making a laser. Oh yeah. Gotta be 500 companies out there making, making like diode lasers and every single one of them wants to send you a laser to get like a review done. You know, what's funny, except for me, I've emailed fucking six of those bastards and nobody will send me a (laughs) goddamn laser. I, there, there's companies I've never even heard of. And I'm, I, like, I know. I'm, I'm having to look these people up. I'm like, I'm like, who are you? Like, and and the thing is, it is the most like scam like thing you would yeah. y- you you could ever imagine because you'll get a message from some random person who is obviously not named Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Steve wants to send you a laser, and mm-hmm. all he wants is your address. And yeah. you give them your address and a couple weeks later, this laser shows up and then maybe they'll message you down the road and say, hey, did you ever get that video done? Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. But, you know, if you can get with the right ones, there's there's obviously ones there's that you probably should stay there, away from. Yeah. But, yeah, if if you can get with good one, good companies and whatever, like I got on with Otor for my first one yeah. and and that really helped me out a lot. And I mean, my affiliate sales like for that company, I'm over a hundred thousand dollars with them. That's unreal. Like that's yeah. on their side, you know. Sure. And sure. that's revenue. And yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, that's that's something that made me money, but that's also something I can go to other companies and yep. say, hey, you know, I've made this company in six months a hundred thousand dollars. Like, what do you want to do? You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, Absolutely. And, you know, and and it shows that your audience is receptive to to you know, different products and buying stuff and whatever. Yeah. So that's cool. You know, but then, then on top of that, there's Amazon and it's like, there's just so many little things you can do that all add up. So how and long, how long do you think it took you like, like first out, out of the gate, starting on YouTube, how long did it take you to sort of understand all these systems or find all these systems? Cause I think that's, I, I hear I, that a I lot, know you know, I understand them now. Right. It's, it's just, and it's so constantly changing. It's just, yeah. it, it's a lot to stay on top of. Um, just the Amazon know. affiliate stuff, I feel like is miles. Oh deep, yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. There, there's a lot to it. And I mean, I, you know, it's something that you're always learning more about and, you know, somebody's always got some little, little tip or trick that, uh, you know, helps them, helps them make more money and whatever. Yeah. Um, do you have a good resource I mean, that you go for that info? Honestly, I just experiment. I do a lot yeah. of experimenting. Yeah. That's kind of how all this has been. Um, you know, I, I've got like a hundred videos out there, which for, That's you know, lot. you'll see some guys put out a hundred videos and they'll probably have hundreds of thousands of subscribers and whatever, you know, I'm not at that point. Just, I think I've been doing a lot more experimenting with stuff. Yeah. Um, I think some people don't realize that in some regard, right? They say, Oh, I want to, I want to be a content creator or a YouTuber or whatever, or even a maker to a large extent. Right. And, and what I, what I always tell folks is that if you don't have a very curious mind to begin with, 
you're probably going to struggle with any of those endeavors, right? Because Mm -hmm. you're never going to know what the hell you're doing. You're never going to know if what you're doing is right. And so that whole trial and error thing, it just, I think it goes so well with being a maker, which maybe is why you see so much maker content out there, right? Because we just like to tinker around with shit and see what happens, you know? And and it's interesting to non-makers too, you know, anybody can can sit around and watch, you know, a video of somebody putting something together that just, you know, does it for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So it's a, you know, I think it's an individual experience for everybody. It's always going to be different, but as long as you just keep putting stuff out there, just push as hard as you can, you know, you'll get somewhere. Yeah. And even if you're making small peanuts, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It it all adds up. It's just like anything, if you apply yourself, and I'm going to sound a lot like my father right now, but if if you apply yourself to this process and stick with it, you know, and continue on, um, then you'll, you could definitely be a content creator, make money, you know, uh, be a maker, do all these things. I think what people aren't realistic about is how long it takes. Yeah. Uh, you're, you know, you're, you're in this now for how long, Chris? Like when you, let's just say from the day you decided like, Hey, I'm going to make my first video. How long ago was that? Um, I guess it's been about, probably about four years, three years, four years, somewhere in that area. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, so let's say know, four I, years and you, you've made a hundred videos and you're which is a you're lot at that four years. which is a lot of videos yeah, tons of yeah videos. that is a boatload and especially in a maker space too like this the sphere of being a maker to have a hundred videos that have good content because i yes. look at your content and it's just like you're building something in every one of these videos it's not like a series of you know from one project it's not two I mean, minute some tips of them are, but, right yeah 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 that is prolific video creation number one and content creation and now you've just started your journey into transitioning from full-time job and content creator to possibly becoming a full-time creator, right? Isn't that where you're going? Uh, yeah. So I <laughs> have been trying to get out of my job for a long time. It's just, you know, I was working at like a, a major manufacturer uh, making auto parts and it, you know, it just sucked. Like it just wasn't what I saw myself doing. It wasn't where I thought I should be. Um, so, you know, I've been working to get myself in a position to where I could get out of there. Um, a few weeks ago, I went to, um, this school down here. It's the, uh, American college of building arts and they offer a number of different degrees in, uh, you know, different building related stuff, basically to restore the buildings in Charleston. And one of them that they offer is blacksmithing. So I signed up for that and ended up getting accepted. And so I'm going to be starting that in August. Very cool. You know, I just see that as, as, you know, just an extension, you know, like that'll technically be my job at the time to be going to school, but really that's just an extension of, you know, making stuff. It's just, Hey, it keeps me making new stuff. Yeah. They have a blacksmithing program, so you can That's go through cool. this. And at the end, so do, what? Tell me about that. I'm super interested in that. This is the first I've heard of this. I me too. Uh, yeah. So, uh, like I said, they have a number of programs. They've got like plaster work, which I didn't even know was a thing. Plaster like, like people still do that shit. 
Yeah, well, down here they do. <laughs> True, like, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. And, shit, right? uh, yeah. and like like they were doing demonstrations, and they're making like like molding out of plaster. Like Damn. I just I didn't even know that was a thing. Like Andy they have Berkey stone does carving. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep they they got stone carving, and there's a girl in there. She's been there for like a couple years, and she's she's carving uh, Thomas Jefferson. And I mean, it looks like Thomas Jefferson. Like it's incredible. Wow. Um. But uh, then they have a couple different woodworkings. One is timber framing, and uh, then they have just your. It kind of splits off into just timber framing, and then you can go to uh, like traditional woodworking techniques. Hmm. And then they have their blacksmithing program, and I think they've got seventeen uh, coal forges in there. And and uh, I have wow. no experience with blacksmithing. You know, I've 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 shaped metal. I've I've done. Uh, you know, automotive related stuff and, uh, uh, you know, sheet metal work and that kind of stuff. But, uh, I really have no experience with blacksmithing. So that just, it just seems like a great opportunity. It's, yeah, you know, it's a, so, uh, a four year degree that you get. Very cool. Degree. There's a, there's a, a gentleman that lived in Boise here. Um, He's, uh, he's probably in his late sixties, mid to late sixties. And he was an engineer, <clears throat> civil engineer, worked for a big engineering firm, redesigned highways and bridges and that kind of shit. And, uh, and when he retired, he had been, he had talked about this with me for a couple of years. Rex Hansen is his name. And he said, this was about a year or so before he retired. He said, I'm going to retire and my wife and I are moving to Boston and I'm going to go to the North Bennett street woodworking school. And I'm like, man, that is incredible. Well, I was talking to Rex the other day and cause he happened to make a post about the micro, uh, the micro works foundation. And uh, there are scholarships or grants available through that foundation but they're specifically available to folks going to trade schools, which I think is just oh, awesome. so this is <clears throat> dirty jobs. This is guy. Mike. This is Mike Rowe, not like Tiny Works. It's no, Mike Rowe is in like the guy. Mike. Yeah, Rowe. Mike Rowe. Yep, and yeah. uh, Discovery Mike, Channel. R O W E M I K. Dirty jobs. <laughs> yep, dirty jobs, Mike. So, I, so I was talking to Rex, and I and I and I asked him, I said, did you apply? He said, you're damn right I applied. He said, and I got money. And he said, actually, I've talked to quite a few guys who are there with him at North Bennett Street who also applied and got money. And so it sounds like there's a fair bit of money to go around in the Mike Rowe Works Foundation. So if folks are, you know, and you have to be, I think you have to be accepted and enrolled uh, and you got to create a video. There's a few little things that you got to go through. And, you know, Rex was saying, it's not a, he said, it's not a difficult application process. He said, but it's going to take some time. And he said, but you know, he's like, you should do it. You should come back to Boston. I was like, my wife would just shoot me if I said I was going <laughs> to move to Boston. <laughs> but anyway, you might want to check that out, Chris, because, uh, you know, he got, uh, it was over 10 grand. I think he got, he ended up getting, so, uh, wow. there's, there's money out there for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I was prior Navy, so I've got mm -hmm. like the GI mm -hmm. bill that I can use, mm -hmm. um, you know, which doesn't just pay for your school. It pays for your housing. Oh yeah. That's great. So that's a, that's a pretty good, 
good deal too. Yeah, really cool. So well, that's from a neat. Risk uh, from a risk standpoint, basically what you've decided to do is throw all the years of your past career of your uh, career into kind of a the circular file a little bit and yeah. decided to re reborn you know become reborn and do the things that you really want to do i had a similar sort of um situation when i sold my first company that i've been working on for 15 years and i was in computers and it and all that and i really you know resented the work i didn't like it and like you felt very uh like i needed to be doing something different to be to fulfill my time and i've gone through different stages of my life like that where when yeah. I was when I got out of college, I was doing something I really loved. I lost that job and then ended up in IT and and then didn't love it so much. So then I thought, well, I'm gonna start a company and work for myself, and that was okay for a while until you know it, it was still IT work and it was still troubleshooting and it was things that I didn't like doing. So then I started you know the YouTube journey and all the same kind of stuff that you're talking about where. You're taking an enormous risk, but it's really not. It's like you're you know that it's the right path for you, and that you're doing the right things, and you're gonna be you're gonna come out on the other side, much happier and healthier person because of it. Um, which is one of the big reasons why you know work for it. The podcast is one of those things for me that's very cathartic because we get to talk to people like you who are doing these, these things. And changing their lives, and I, I've a lot of people come to me and go, "Well, you're you're telling all your secrets, and you're talking about with this design or whatever." And it's like I hope to inspire others. You know, there's there's more to this than just me yeah. making a dollar, uh, doing something, or selling something to someone. My my the reality is is uh, I want to make the world a better place, leave it a better place anyway than where I found it. So the best way I can do that is improve myself, you know, and and make my life better, and then inspire others to do those things. And you're one of those people, Chris, that I am always looking at and going, yeah, this guy's doing it. Like I know you're crushing it from you know you're a hustler, like an after hours hustler. You're doing stuff, and that's where I think everybody has to start. And there's so many people that just don't have the energy or the gumption or anything that that you know they don't have that what you have to to make yeah. it happen so i much love and respect dude i i really love your work and Thank i'm you. so glad you're pursuing and pushing forward and doing something with your mm -hmm. time and what's exciting to me is that like you know i've seen what you've been able to do with like just your weekends and your time off yeah. and your you know after man can you imagine what all you're going to be able to accomplish now that you know yeah of course mm -hmm. you're going to school but like Holy cow, how much more time are you going to have in the shop to I, do all those crazy projects? I, I mean, even the stuff I've knocked out, like, I, you know, I just left a couple weeks ago. So yeah. since leaving, I've knocked out that dresser, um, you know, which had a lot of just totally, completely different stuff that I've never done before on it. Um, I've, I just finally poured the uh, gas cap. Uh, I, I casted an aluminum gas cap. I saw that. Uh, that was so cool. Such a cool process. Yeah. And that, that that's so cool. something I've literally wanted to do for years. And, you know, now I'm, I'm finally doing it. Yeah. So you do. It's I, like, I'm going through that now, you know, and, and very similar to your story too, Brian is, you know, I, I hit that crossroads and looked up and went, I don't have to go down that same path anymore, you know? Like let's catch let's catch our breath and let's see what's possible and what's feasible and but yeah, one of the biggest things I, I and I 
it's kind of weird because you would think, oh, you, you know, the content would ramp up with it. But I'm just enjoying being in the fucking shop making shit. Mm-hmm. And not worrying about shooting video of it. <laughs> so I got to get out of that little habit that I'm in right now because I think I've got some cool stuff to share. But uh, yeah, you're right, Brian. It, it, like the amount of stuff that you can knock out now is just going to be unreal. You know, it's just, it's like, and then I find myself, it's weird because like I'll get up really early or like, oh, I'm going to stay up late and work in the shop. And it's like, dude, you've been out in the fucking shop all day. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not like you got to go out in the shop at night after your job anymore. You've been out there all damn day. <laughs> so, yeah, family time improves the whole thing. It's it's really, oh, really yeah. a cool, cool experience. E- even just, you know, like I said, in the short two weeks, just my overall happiness and and right. attitude and everything I think has improved so much because it's like yeah obviously it's stressful trying to go out on your own yeah because um, now it all falls on you but you don't have to go in and worry about like oh Bob got in a fight with his wife last right. night and yeah. now he's going to be an asshole all day yeah. like just removing that element from it was huge for me that's yeah that that was just you know, something I didn't need and didn't want in my life. And it's like, yeah. now it's gone. I was so. listening to the uh, Make Ideas Reality podcast with the Garage Avenger. I, I can't remember his, Justin White, I think is his name. If folks haven't listened to it, it's really good podcast. And and Justin's a really cool guy. He's, he, he made a damn, um, what was it? A sushi... A delivery system for his house that was just oh, yeah. hilarious. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> but uh, he had Ivan Eidler on, uh, who is the Metal Shop Masters dude. Yep. And Ivan's a, just a really stinking cool guy. But he said at one point, you know, he's like, he was encouraging folks to start their own business or, you know, jump out on your own or whatever. And he's like, I'm a firm believer that if you want it, you'll work hard enough and you'll always find a way to make it work, you know? And I, and I, I truly believe that. I think, especially in today's day and age with what we have available to us, if you really truly want to make it happen and you put the time in to, to do that, it will work out <laughs> you know yeah there's no doubt in my mind <clears throat> we live in a really cool well town. uh real quick i want to just shift gears slightly we're 30 minutes in if you can believe that already Jeez, 30 minutes wow. for you ben that's 27 minutes yep 27 and a half late. <laughs> <laughs> but i don't have to piss. i would like <laughs> yeah oh yeah we're i'll bust everybody's balls i'm used to it um so uh real quick i want to just thank our patrons just for... thinking about this podcast <laughs> oh, i'm starting to think you like it <laughs> hey, I did, hey i didn't say that <laughs> uh can you Guilty. believe this 50 50 five, zero people are supporting us on patreon now crazy enough to give us their uh, money wow they are financially backing our show 50 people and uh, chris you're one of them thank you so much i'm gonna read these names off because you all are beautiful people and man we couldn't do this work without you so thank you so much uh marcus over at mw steelworks mark vanderwerf 
our resident Dutchman, the Flying Dutchman in the UK, Justin Miller, Florida Man Forge, Dustin and Devin O'Hara of the Art of Craftsmanship, Noah Bloomberg of Entiot Ridge River Forge, Michael Nye, Jamie the Squid, Jamie Blow, Eric at Overall Makerworks, Bob Ryan, Brigham Kendell, Scott Wilkerson at Phoenix Works, who, by the way, is now on Instagram. Go check him out. I believe he has posted one thing. Yes, Scott. Yeah, I, you are not, cherry. Scott, you are not immune to the ball busting anymore. <laughs> now that you're putting yourself out there. Keith Drennan over at Blackthorn Concepts and, and also of the Working Hands podcast. Bob at Shed underscore 72 on Instagram. Brian Hooten of Hooten Knives. Jason Moss, our man in Texas. Mark LeBlanc, north of the border. Axeman, north of the border. Ken Kemna, Crafty Man Forge of the USPS. James Hunsberger from Hunsberger Knives. Cardoso Knives out of Portugal. KnifeMaterial.at. Our man Brian Absher over at Moonshine Leatherworks. Working Hands Podcast. If you're not listening to the Working Hands Podcast, you're missing out. Get over there and listen to it. Ryan Coakley. Carol Ann Jeanette Racine. She is our general executive headmaster of wooden spoon carving. She's getting me very close to... I, I am like very close to buying one of her spoons now. She's getting so good and beautiful work yeah, and I need one of those spoons. Phenomenal. Oxford Blade Co. And our man, Mr. Lawrence Lake over at MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. He's a great guy and a sponsor of a show, of our show. Richard Beck of Beck's Armory. If you're not paying attention to Richard Beck, you should be. He's doing some awesome stuff over there, Beck'sArmory.com. Jared Weaver. Leon Shanks of Two Birds Blade Works. Mr. Dennis Terrell. Mr. Damascus himself. Mr. De Dennis Terrell. Thomas Moberg of TMO Knives, Donnie Dulovich in Florida, Bruce G. Carlson, Neil over at Maximus Knives, Brad Troxclair, Echo Blades, Jared at Echo Blades, Nate Walpole of Walrus Steel, Zach Byrne of Burn Blades, Chris from Full Steam Designs, which he's with us today, Matt Angel at Ad.KnifeWorks, Wesley Crum, Benjamin Mullen, Matt Bicker of Holland, Dustin Yahima, Tony Mural of UK Knife Maker Supplies, Jeremy Ballaball, my cousin, Mr. Ira Housewert, who will be on Forged in Fire tonight, or if you're Hulu streaming it, you can watch it tonight, actually. It's coming out on 420. You'll hear I this on totally 421. Forgot. I forgot that we're supposed to put together that live stream thing. Hey, I, I dropped the, you know. What's this we shit? You, you got a mouse say in your pocket? You could say I, <laughs> you could say I dropped the ball of ball on that one. Oh, the ball of ball. I like a it. Ball a ball. I like it. Uh, Reaper Metalworks. Reaper Metalworks. I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you so much. And Chris Larson, a number five zero. Chris Larson, midnight-maker.com. Chris Larson uh, is our 50th supporter on Patreon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all you beautiful people on Patreon. And also, while I'm at it, while I'm covering business, how about MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, Mr. Lawrence Lake, coming through with all of the gear to have us start our our uh, collaboration where we're going to make a Damascus knife with everything that MaritimeKnifeSupply.com sells on their website. The key factor here is that if you're making something in North America and you need a tool, you need a piece of steel, you need some handle material, some G10, 
They're in Canada, but you can take advantage of the USD to to Canadian Canadian maple leaf maple syrup conversion rate, and you can get your gear right from Lawrence. He's an awesome guy to do business with. Yes, he's a top notch dude, and he supports our show. And I'm not just saying that because I really do appreciate his work. So thank you so much, Mr. Lawrence Lake, for supporting our show. MaritimeKnifeSupply.com for all your knife making and maker needs. Oh, <sighs> okay. <yeah. done. laughs> all right. Switching gears, guys. So let's do something a little bit modified to what we normally do. How about everyone goes around and we talk about one thing that we did in our shop this week? Brian, do you want to start us off? Yeah, I'll start you off. I, you guys know what I'm up to because I've been just spitting it all over the, the internet. And I am working on a Forge prototype that um, is going to be a kit. It's It'll, badass yeah. is what it is. It's, it's coming together. It's really coming together. And just like the Revolution project, and even more so, I think, with this project, I have included the maker community in its design. And then use the maker's community's suggestions to rapidly prototype this uh this device so if you're following along with the progress you can do that on facebook uh at diy belt grinders and machines you can do it at home built forges on facebook as well and on my instagram feed you can watch what it looks like to have me share content and then people give me suggestions and then within the same hour sometimes i respond with those updates and utilizing all this information. Now, I've got information flooding in from multiple dimensions. So if you can imagine, I post something out into the ether about this forge, and I get content or comments back from Facebook and Instagram, and I got Dennis Terrell like messaging me privately going, hey, I'd really like to see this. Now, if you don't think by the end of this that we'll walk away with just about damn near a perfect kit, I'm really hoping, got my fingers crossed. I mean, I'm sure there's gonna be little things that we wanna fix. But this is something I am so excited to see this thing fire up and, and actually go to work. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm up to. Cool. Very cool. cool. Ben, what you got going on? <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, I knew you would ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I planned that out. I knew you were going to sneeze. I got a lot going on. Um, been picking up some woodworking commissions, which feels really good, to be honest. Um so I'm building a medicine cabinet for a guy that lives just up the street, actually. And uh, I listed my business in Google Business and actually put my address in and all of that kind of stuff. And I have to say it's been paying off, which is really kind of cool. Uh, I get quite a few website hits through Google My Business, and I've gotten uh, – well, all of the commissions that I've gotten recently have been – uh, coming in through that, including some guy that tried to scam me, but that's a story for another day. So working on woodworking commissions, and I will be dropping a YouTube video later today hey. uh, on uh, how to use Amazon Web Services to allow you to run a Windows computer on your Mac or your iPad. So I... Uh, I found this sounds highly it, technical. It's nerd. Like, it's is, like you're gonna. It's like woodworking nerd herd stuff. But well, um, that makes that makes a lot of sense because those little techie things. Though, I mean, there's so many people that go to YouTube and like, yeah. oh shit, I don't know how to do this. Let me just look it up real quick. Yeah, and the problem that at least that I hit fairly regularly with CNC work is that 
number one, uh, VCarve Pro, which is uh, the software that I use to do a fair bit of design work, but also just to generate the G code to run on my machine. That's all Windows based. You can't run it on a Mac. And the other problem I encounter is that when my machine's running, uh, the ShopBot software is tied up to the machine. And so the only Windows, the only actual physical Windows computer that I own is tied up dancing with the CNC machine. So I can't mm. do a big long carve and do some design work at the same time. Now I could, I could use Fusion or some other design program. Sure, absolutely. But I wanted to just show a way that you can, for it's like less than 80 cents a day, you can run a Windows machine in AWS and then connect to it from anywhere, virtually any device, and uh, do design work that way. So it's kind of a kind of a neat workaround for I think uh, a problem folks have, or if you just want another computer, you know that you can be running processing jobs on or something like that. So it's pretty cool, pretty neat little workflow. Yeah, well, I'll super be cool to see that one. Yeah. I'm running a, uh, a Mac and, and I run oh, yeah. Carveco, yep. uh, which is also only for Windows, but mm -hmm. I run it on my Mac. On Parallels or something, yeah. Yep. Which works, and I think it's a perfect option. Um, I, you know, I, what I, I guess the one advantage I see with doing a virtual machine like, like the AWS is that then you have the ability to run it on any device, you know, which it's really weird to hook a mouse and a keyboard to your iPad and be driving a windows machine on your iPad. It just, it seems to break so many rules of physics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll go ahead and get my one thing out of the way. So actually one thing that came up really cool this week is I was approached by, um, there's a, there's a town, uh, shoot probably about an hour away, kind of closer to where I grew up. Um, called Frankenmuth, and they have invited me to be a part of one of their, you know, late late fall, you know, festivals. So basically, you know, late September, they're going to, I guess that's not late fall, that's kind of beginning of fall, but you know what I mean. So basically, the, this town is like little Bavaria, and like, you know, there's there's a lot of lot of things going on throughout the year. It seems I like every- I've heard of that place, yeah. Yeah, Frankenmuth, yeah, it's like- Christmas town or some shit, yep. but you know, there, there's always, <laughs> there's so always some minute. sort of, <laughs> are they asking you to come and play Santa? Right. <laughs> I mean, I could play that part up of it, you oh know, if God. I really wanted to. That's what but I was anyways, thinking initially. And then you were like, it's like Bavaria and then it's like, it's like Christmas town. I'm like, Oh shit, here we go. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> side gig. <laughs> Sharp Santa's riding again. But, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Come on over here, little girl. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so basically, they're doing a new festival where it's going to be all based around fire. So they're going to have like okay. glass blowing and a bunch of other different things going on. And they have invited me to kind of do some forging um, most of Friday and all of Saturday. And mm, I nice. kind of realized, you know, first of all, this is my first time forging in front of a crowd. And I've, I've done crowd work before and it's fun and it's, you know, kind of put on a yeah. show, be flashy, all that fun stuff. But I realized that, you know, four or five hours on Friday and then like all day on Saturday is way too long for me to swing a hammer. So I've actually invited up uh, Mr. Ballaball to come up and forge with me that weekend. Oh, sweet. Oh, wow. In Frankenmuth. So he's coming up from Toledo, and we might be looking for one more person. So if you're out there, you're a listener. Vader. 
and Jeff Fader. Oh, yeah, yeah. If I could get Fader to come all the way from New York, but if you're hey, from you know the Mid Michigan area, or if you want to be able to, tra- if you're willing to travel, I mean, we're not we're not getting paid or anything. We're just selling our own things. We're not. It's they're not charging me to be there. I'm not charging them to be there. Basically, they're not taking in commissions. We're just selling our stuff and putting on a show and having some fun, handing out a bunch of cards and having that type of a thing oh, going on. So. Coming, sorry. <laughs> So, yeah, so hopefully that'll be a fun weekend and it'll be my first time forging in front of a crowd. So that'll be fun. So, Chris, what happened in your shop this week? Uh, So I already touched on it a little bit, but uh, I I casted a gas cap, which is for the uh, car that I built a few months ago, the uh, wooden boat tail speedster on a Model A chassis. Um, So I, I got into 3D printing like six years ago and i wanted to be able to like prototype and then cast car parts like hot rod parts and it just never happened and then finally uh the working hand podcast had has a challenge the uh make what you fear challenge so i jumped on that and uh this was definitely something that I, i i was afraid of you know i didn't i didn't know anything about this stuff so Ended up getting a um, a furnace so I can melt down the aluminum, and you know I went out and got the sand and all that stuff, made the boxes I needed, and ended up pouring it the other day, and it actually came out really good. It's got you know a handful of defects and whatever, but you know it's going to work, and it's I think for the first one it's great. So I'm interested in that whole process. You know I watch like Blackbeard projects. Yeah, he does he, a lot of that, for a right? while there. Yeah, I, I mean, it, him and a whole bunch of other people are doing the red sand kind of mm. uh, casting. And I, I remember watching a video, it must have been a year or two ago, um, where he did, he was trying to cast, I think, like a, a handle for something, and it failed so many times. And it looked like so much work, you know, <laughs> to just set the whole thing up and then have it fail and everything. Mm-hmm which kind of like put me off. Like I started thinking like, well, I don't think I should try this. Cause I don't, I don't definitely don't have patience for failure like that. Like where you spend oh, yeah. a whole lot of time setting something up and then the risk, you know, you, everything happens all in one motion and then the risk of failure is pretty high. Um, I have thought about, because I have the stockpile of old IMAX and I was thinking how cool would it be to chop them all up, melt them <laughs> down and make something that out of all that aluminum. Awesome. Whoa. Yeah. You know? Because it's, when I own the computer shop, like we just would get them in yep. all the time, you know, failed ones and people wouldn't want to fix them. So they just wouldn't come pick them up. There's a lot of and, precious metals in those things too. Yeah. You know? It's dangerous to extract. Yeah. So, yeah. So when you, you, you start really digging into like, you know, what the health effects are of separating <laughs> the metals, yeah. you really don't want to do it unless you have the proper equipment. Unless but, you enjoy um, cancer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which no one does. I made this really cool statue of I made this uh, cool cancer wizard, statue. But, uh, unfortunately, now I have lung cancer. So, Couldn't uh, quite finish uh, it. I'm going to be dead soon. Go uh, but yeah, I, I, well, anytime somebody does, I, I also watch this YouTube channel, Chris, that you might like or may know of, and it's called SV Seeker. And it's a guy who's building a, he, well, he, over the last five years, he built a 74 foot long Chinese junk sailboat in his front yard in Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> and, uh, it is as crazy as it sounds. And <laughs> then, um, he just launched the boat actually. So it's, it's in the water, but he, 
he cast all of his own cap stands. You know what cap stands are? You were a Navy man, so you probably mm-hmm. know what those are. And um, he cast all those himself. He even cast all of his propellers and everything for his boats. And I was watching all that process, and I'm just like, God, the freaking time investment in this. Mm-hmm. And they they even um, cast their uh, their porthole covers. So all their wow. porthole covers were custom cast. Every single one of them. I think there's 16 wow. on the boat. And um, really interesting work. So when you did this work, Chris, it was intimidating, I'm sure, but oh, yeah. was it? It was it also very exciting to like pull that apart and see the part inside. Oh yeah, that I mean that's that's the best part, you know, when you open it up, especially if it's not, you know, just a pile of, of shit. <laughs> like and like when right. you pull it out and it actually looks like what you wanted it to look right, like. Right, right. You're like, holy um, shit, it worked. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean it's it's cool just being able to do it, even just, you know, melting down the the raw materials. I've got a bunch of uh uh, T-slot structural framing, like the 80-20 stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a lot of cutoffs from that. So I was melting that stuff down and, you know, just turning them into ingots and whatever. And and even that stuff's pretty fun, just being able to do that. Um, this, you know, I, I make a lot of stuff and, and do a lot of different stuff, but this is just feels different. You know, it feels like a real like manufacturing process doing this like it, it kind of blows my mind that I'm, I'm able to do this at my house and it, like I you know I will have a video out on it eventually I, I didn't really record it this time because this was a big learning experience so I wanted to at least have some some you know experience with it before I do a video but it's it really isn't as as hard as you would think and uh it definitely does require some patience which I don't have um the setting up the sand is the hardest part that I found, uh, you know, getting that all packed in there, right. And then not, not disturbing it when you remove your parts, that's, that's the hardest part for, that was the hardest part for me. Um, and that took me a couple tries, but fortunately that first pour went good. You know, I learned a lot from the whole experience. So, so that, that was good. But uh, yeah, I had a, now I'm ready to do more. That was a uh, lot of fun. It's interesting. I had a buddy reach out to me um, who he, he and his wife uh, were got separated and ended up going through a divorce. But, you know, he's like, what do you do with Great a, story. What, Great yeah, story, right? Like, it's so exciting. <laughs> but he's like, what do you do with a damn wedding ring? You know, he's like, I want to melt this fucking thing down. And I can't remember what he wanted to turn it into, you know. But so I was looking into it for a little while and then. Similar to you, Brian, I'm like, man, this is a shitload of work to just melt your little ring down into a fucking pendant for your necklace or something, you know, and then have it fail. I was like, dude, maybe we should start with like aluminum or something, you know, like I'm not going to one shot melt your wedding ring. When you start looking at the melting temperatures of these these different soft metals, it's like very obtainable. You know, mm-hmm. once you, yeah. you know, like uh, Brian, when you're doing forging, you know, you're probably forging around like 1900 degrees, which yep. is pretty common. And, and if you're forge welding, you're at 2300 degrees. Well, a lot of these metals melt at 1900, you know, 1700, I think aluminum's like 12 something, 1250 or whatever Fahrenheit. To, so um, you're, you, you don't to have agree to with go you there. that hot. Um, I was trying to forge on some brass, just trying to, you know, screw around, see what I could do. Maybe it was copper, and I totally melted copper in my forge. Nice. 
Yeah, it'll just it'll. Yeah. What, what is the melting point of copper? Is it like nineteen? It's like nineteen something or eighteen something. I have no idea. It was just my my normal forging temperature. I thought I'd throw it in there, put some texturing on it, make it look cool. I was trying to make like a pendant for Emily or something. And uh, the first time I was putting it in there, I put it in there. I turned around and started looking at something else. And before you know, it, I come back Too to hot. a puddle. Yep. Yeah. Well, it happens. It's a, it's all right. I was watching um, one of I the dagger videos. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was watching one of the dagger videos. I can't remember who it was. It was the young man who joined the joined the. Um, oh, the young man. The young man. I think he was in um, somewhere in Denmark or Holland or somewhere, and he was doing a bronze my, right? So he is, you know, he's forge welding sheets of uh, steel, high carbon steel, and then mixing it with bronze in between. Kind of like what the billet that you use, Brian. Yeah. Um, from Baker, and yeah. um, and it it was squirting everywhere while he was mm-hmm. hammering it, and it was coming out, but it did it did retain some of it um so it looked good you know everything looked really great um when he was done i don't know if you watched that video but he did like a whole bunch of really cool stuff uh, with his dagger yeah uh speaking of the dagger challenge you do you mind switching gears into talking about that for all you boys we can do that made some incredible daggers and videos i might add phenomenal i was i was super into brian's video because it had everything it was it it was like uh his collaboration with matt gentry and showing you know having working with matt and and then also just how you explained it brian it was it's probably one of my favorite videos you've ever made. I think so it is. I just mine. want you to know yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's mine. Yeah, it's it was really good. And you and you deserve to be in the top 10 for sure. Like Thank I, you. I, I really that. do. I really do Thank believe you. that. So, yeah. Speaking of top 10, I think you're right on that cusp, you know, whether you're Yeah. Yeah, I, I think mean, I'm going to get video, I mean, of course Yours you you too, yeah. You you just yeah, gave me compliments. I have to turn it right back at you, man. That thing is like an art piece. Like that's something that I would expect like Kyle to hand in for his master's program he's working it, on. So was, that thing is it was really good, dude. Yeah. Well, I and appreciate that so much. Like I kind of somewhat jokingly said to you, and and not to take away from the video at all, but it but I I was watching it and couldn't help but think like, man, this is so phenomenal, and it was probably less effort than one of his normal videos. You know. And, Sometimes it catches you off guard like that, where you're showing the work. You didn't have to talk to camera, you know, very much at all. And yeah. it just, you're it right about just that. so much buttery. Easier. Yeah. Yeah. You just, it, you just film the process and yeah. edit it in sequence and put it to music. The rest and that of was style. It. But it, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it wasn't, it wasn't tough video from a video standpoint to make what I find the, what, I found to be difficult was doing processes that I had never done before and then also filming that and trying to make it look good at the same time without having failures and or and or working around the failures. So yeah, there was a lot that went on in it. Like I watched that and I can't fucking believe you made a knife out of goddamn fish hooks. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> like it just like I when I either. see the <laughs> final thing, I'm like, "There's no fucking way he made that out of fish hooks. No way." Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's neat, really right? Cool. I, I am so I, I just like you. I found that process just it blew my damn yeah. mind. That I was able to make that. Yeah, 
with the with the right tools and a little bit of hard work, you can you can yeah, pull anything. off a lot of cool stuff for sure. So if you haven't already gone out and watched all the dagger videos, go out and watch those, and then choose your favorite and vote for your favorite um, person. And just know that if you don't vote for myself or Brian, you're dead to us, <laughs> and we will never talk to you we again. We will find a way so, to get a new RSS of the- feed for the podcast, and you won't fucking have it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Speaking of the votes, I have the totals coming up right here. I've, oh, I've got them on my computer. Are Brian, we allowed to share those? Oh, I think I, I'm are. just going to say what place we're in. Is that okay? Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm breaking the rules, but, you know, breaking it, it is the what law, it is. I don't think you law. are. You are okay. currently, Brian, is you are in 10th place. Oh, wow. Ooh, I, I moved up baby. one. Okay. And I am in 12th. That a boy. Wow. That a boy, okay, guys. Okay. So Out we need. Of, uh, how many? 50? 50? No, uh, there's 20. 19 of us. 20. There's 19. Hey, 19. So so we need all hands on deck. Okay, yeah, so please. there's some rumors out there, and we're not sure if this is actually an official thing. So I could be totally talking out of my butt right now, but <laughs> there are rumors, some discussions going on, that if you don't make it into the top 10, you don't make it into the next round. Yeah. Oh. And that would be really a bad thing for I, I me personally. I'm not like a full time knife maker. I'm you know, I'm not that. So take your votes and go vote for Brian Cohn. Get him into the top yeah. 10, even if it means it knocks Aww. me out. Yeah, because <laughs> now and there's a that. couple of reasons for this. And that's because, you know, I'm already well on my way to doing the things I'm doing. And Brian, you need some you yeah, know, man. you need that help. You need that climb. You need that thing. So. Go watch those videos, but I definitely think Brian deserves to move on. So if you gave him a vote, and when you go watch any of the videos, down in the description of the video, you'll find the voting link. And you have to have a Google oh. Mail or Gmail account to uh, log in and vote. So there's no weirdness that can go on. You can't vote for multiple people. Yeah. You, you know, It's all on the up and up. Yeah, and then for there's sure. Ways, but... So go Man, give Brian a vote. I mean, I, I really appreciate you saying that, Brian. And also, like, you know... If you look at my analytics, you know, when I did the Bowie knife challenge, it's like that it's such a huge spike and like I've I gotten so many subscribers really? from nice. that. And then this one is an even larger spike. So it's like these That's challenge oh, videos Great. These challenge videos you. are huge for me. They, well, they you, absolutely boost me on the algorithm. Okay. It's just a great okay. video too. Like like not even lying a bit, you know, folks watch the video because it's just it and it's just entertaining and like you said it's got it all it's got little collab side to it it's got you know the nerdy knife shit it's got the the glitz and the glamour and the good videography and it's got it all man it was a phenomenal video thank you i appreciate that so brian real quick give me some insight on your analytics like what are we talking how many views and that kind of like are you comfortable sharing that stuff oh yeah of course so this the Dagger Challenge video is already just shy of 5,000 views. It's at 4.8 thousand views. Okay. okay. And if I look at my analytics and my phone wants to cooperate with me, uh, my next closest video, I mean, I have I have some really old videos like Chris was talking about before where it kind of like gathers steam. So I have, I have another video like the TR Maker Bevel Jig that's at 20,000 views, but that's only because it's been gaining over you know, a year and year and a half or so. Sure. Yeah. But the next closest within the time frame, so like just that, you know, what's it been? Only like five or six days. Like the next closest is I I I can't find the metric here. Oh, there it is. The next closest is ninety ninety views. 
So, you know, the fourth, almost 5,000 views in the next closest is 90. So it's like, you know, it's absolutely crazy. Oh, of course, there's the Bowie Knife Challenge that is right there with um, that was at six, 600 views. So I don't know what this I'm looking at the wrong graph, but. Basically, yeah, yeah. you know, these these challenge videos are absolutely huge for my channel. It, it boosts me up tremendously. And, um, you know, it's it's just it's an incredible, you know, honor to be a part of it, of course. But like, you know, it's it's become, you know, kind of a huge push for my channel. So I appreciate any view that I get. And, you know, let me ask you this. So how many subscribers have you gained from the from that one video? So far, yeah. I'm already up 400 subscribers. Wow. wow. Dude, that, yeah. From that one video. Just from the dagger video in the last six okay. days. Okay. That's so awesome. So let me, let me put this How in perspective. How do I get into this so, fucking challenge? <laughs> get the hell out of here. You don't make knives. I can. Um, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so my video has 16,000 views, 163, 16, yeah. and, um, and I gained 244 subscribers just from that so chris we gotta make a woodworking challenge brother yeah but (laughs) but your your numbers are big i know (laughs) yeah there's a ton of challenges out there there. really are like this is a really great way so if you're listening to this and you're in another maker sphere doing some other thing think about this for your growth get 10 people together and do a youtube challenge and everybody posts or join one you know, like the or Rockler, there's uh, Ueda and those guys do the Rockler plywood challenge is a pretty good exposure point, I've heard, uh, if you're wood- into woodworking. Um, yeah, that's what I that's what I built the car for. Okay. I did the Rockler hobby challenge for the last one. Nice. They do a different theme every year. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's a number of them out there for sure, so, but, and it's a great way to get some exposure and that kind of thing. In fact, there's been at least two people and I can't remember their name, but I just remember hearing, you know, two people that kind of just bl- blasted onto the scene through challenges like that. Was it Bart Komar? I think maybe he was yeah, one with his bike. Yeah. Bat- Batwood challenge. Yeah. That bike. That's right. Yep. And I just saw a video from him last night about putting in a big, big ass pool at his house and realized he's up over a hundred thousand or more subs on the YouTubes, which, you know, so he's, a product of the contest environment. Yeah, cool. and I mean, if you think about the uh, what you when you join up something like this, and for someone like me who makes kind of boring stuff about motors and VFDs and grinders and you know things that are not entertainment based, my market mm-hmm. niche is very tight. It's small. Yeah, it is. There's yeah. a lot of guys that follow me because I make stuff, but they want to learn the technical side. But that's like not very many people, right? Right. Well, <clears throat> when you look at these knife challenges, and I get to put my best foot forward. I get yeah. to make a video that I love to do it. You know, it's like and a it's film got the nerdy stuff. And it's got all the nerdy, sciencey shit, and I'm making yeah. steel or whatever else. It fits all those uh, little ticks, all those boxes for my potential viewers, uh, and and that makes me realize, like, hey, this is what's possible. You yeah. know, if if I were to make content like this, I would get those types of viewers. And, you know, I would like more of that, of course, but, uh, my, you know, my primary focus of housemate has always been grinders and machines and that kind of stuff. So that's why I say, like, when you join a a party like this uh, or a a challenge like this, 
that you put your best foot forward like Brian did uh, when he made that video. And it's because so many people are going to watch this that have never been exposed to your channel before. And you yeah. want to capture those those subscriptions because that's where how channels are made. That's it's how a it's good born, time you know? to, to consider and stop and think about, uh, to my point about your video too, Brian, where I think it was uh, Drew Fisher recently. I heard him say on the uh, We Built a Thing podcast, he made a made a video that was all about how to make these wooden puzzles, you know, like brain teaser kind of puzzles. And he said, he's like, you know, it was basically, he just did the Duresta method where he showed the work. No, not really much on screen talking to camera stuff or anything like that. And he's like, man, I wish I would have started making videos this way when I first jumped on YouTube. You know, mm -hmm. he's like, my normal video is so much harder to make. Uh, you know, when compared to doing it this way. So interesting. Okay. Maybe it's a good, a good time Man. if you want to pivot or you're just trying to figure out your style, you know, good time. Yeah. To I mean, I forward. don't know if I pivot, to be honest. I, I, I really think, like yeah. that. I, I can, from a business standpoint, you know, yeah. I make things to sell tooling and to inspire others to get into business. Yeah. And if that takes me a long time, to grow my viewership, then so be it. That's and you're my model. an educator, and I, I feel like too. You know, like at, at the core, yeah. you're you're you seem to you seem to be passionate about, or you really enjoy, and you're incredibly good at simplifying complex topics into you know mm -hmm. very digestible bits, and that's where your bread and butter is. So, you know, just to make videos that just show the work, I think. I, I've struggled with that too because I thought maybe I'll throw some of those in and I might still, you know, just with a woodworking project here or there. Um, here's a video of me making the thing and you can buy the plans. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. You just freaking watch me make it by the plans, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And there, uh, there is something to be said about that because I actually in that video just a couple of times I put up on the screen like, hey, you can like when I'm yes. using the grinder, I just put... Hey, you can build this if you want to. Yeah. You know, like, you know, check out <laughs> my website are, kind of thing. I was watching your video, Brian, with with Emily, and she, she she was, you know, sit there dumbstruck just as much as I am because of how pretty and how cinematic oh, it the was. Music and then once Yeah, it's so nice. And then, you know, once the grinder goes into you know, screen and you see, you know, you can buy this and mm -hmm. Emily looks at me and it's like, Oh, there's this plug. <laughs> so fucking smooth. You gotta get one in there because you know this could be every time I make a video, and I think this is good advice for other people to hear me my process, is every single time I make a video, you'd never know. That could be the video that goes to a million views. Yep. And if it does you want that tag you in there. You can't add you that know, shit in later, you, be, you know. Exactly. You'd be kicking yourself in the ass if you didn't do yeah. it. And it was a soft sell. You know, it's like yep. not like in your face, you know, kind of stuff. And it didn't stop the video to to say it or whatever. Yep. I just put it up on screen and let it run. Pickle was giving me I some shit on that. that the other day. You know, he's like, what, I that you're not doing it? That I, that it, well, I'm, I'm, I don't feel like I am, but he, he said I was, you know, and he's like, I'm apparently made a comment in the last oh, episode about yeah, an apron that. or something. <laughs> and I was like, Hey baby, always be selling, you know, but yeah, always I, be closing. That's the thing. Not, you, uh, you should always do this. Yeah. I, I am with you. I think that it's, you know, you don't want to, beat the subject to death you know about whatever it is that you are a part of but yeah. you definitely want people to know because there's so much content out there there's so there many people is. talking about things with distractions and everything else you know hey you never know who's going to see your stuff 
Speaking of yeah. seeing your stuff, I've got a dad joke. All right. Hey. We're an hour in. You guys ready for this one? Yeah. Show me your stuff, baby. <laughs> Just so everybody's clear, I'm going to put my glasses on. <laughs> oh baby oh, that took you guys baby. a minute I, yeah. just so everybody's clear I was I'm blind as so a bat dumb baby. i didn't want to laugh <laughs> <laughs> well that's a joke that came straight out of walrus steel so walrus. nate walpole nate. up in vermont uh he sent that straight to us he also sent me a really funny uh visual one which which i'll describe which is it's just a picture of a tap like you know where you tap threads yeah and it says tap on the screen (laughs) (laughs) literally that's all it says that's great see that's pretty funny great 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 chris do you have a dad joke apropos chris do you have a dad bring one man there was one i was thinking of the other day but (laughs) i should have written it down uh, what the hell are you doing, Brian? That, Putting our guests on the spot like now a for a dad joke. Oh, what's what's wrong with you? Oh. <laughs> Loser! This is a setup. It's <laughs> funny. Oh, man. That is funny. Good right, stuff. You guys want to dive into WFI projects real yeah, quick? Yeah, let's do that. Well, I got one right off the bat. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but Germs Metalworks, he's out of West Virginia. Mm. He made like a brass knuckles knife. Oh, kind of like a like a World War II, I don't know what you would call this. I, and I've seen these made; they're like a military like a style knife. knife, but trench knife. That's trench it, that's knife. It. But he made yeah. one. He made one out of Damascus, Ooh. and the whole thing is Damascus. A handle everything; it's all one piece. Wow! So Germs Metalworks on Instagram. Have you Go seen Alex Steele making like everyday objects oh, out of it. fucking? crazy metal yes. forged stuff mm-hmm. yes. this is really cool not to take the ratchet anymore. series is pretty interesting yeah, yeah i'm watching that right now it's really good i've got um bald man knife and tool he is absolutely killing it with this black and green g10 handles yeah it's got going on that. those clean oh, lines are so nice i mean i mean that's that's what i'm trying to do but damn is he got that elevated already he really he's, does his, and I've held his work in my hands, and I'll tell you, man, it's just as clean in your hands. I want to hold his work. Pictures? No, my... I knew you were gonna say something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very clean, very very smooth. clean, very like clean his, work. Like his bald, like head. his bald head. Flatland, Flatland holster with a holster, and uh, some really cool work there. I've chatted with him a fair bit and uh, had a really cool dude over in Germany. And uh, Flatchland is but kind of as it sounds, it's it's for the flatlands. So he lives in the flatlands of Germany. But pretty neat holster there. I got a Wengel's workshop. Mm. He did a, uh, a, a couple, well, it's a hand, a, uh, a knife and a pry bar, I should say, um, nice. out of a, a flat files. Oh, cool. I'm looking for it. Knife. Oh, I see it. I see it. I see it. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's in nice, Florida. Nice lines on them. Oh, yeah. really nice. I love it when people make knives out of files. Mm-hmm. I'm it's into that. cool. I love yep. the texture. Yep. I love Speaking texture. of Wangle's workshop, he's got another one in here. He threw his dagger picture into it. And goodness, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it, go check that thing out. Yeah. 
Yeah. But vote for his, me. Don't don't forget yeah, to don't vote, vote for him. Vote <laughs> Come on. <laughs> have you seen uh, have um, you, have, oh, go ahead, Brian. Uh, I was gonna say the um hair picks that Sloat Alexander, S L O A T Alexander, uh made some it looks like he <clears throat> twisted some stock, bar stock, and then he twisted marbles into the bar stock and made these cool hair uh, like, have oh. you ever seen like girls put their hair up and then they oh, use yeah. like a chopstick or something? Mm-hmm. It's really cool. They look very, very, very cool. Like I'm into it. All of those them. are super interesting. And um, with this whole Frankenmuth thing coming up, um, I'm trying to come up with, a, you know, obviously I'm going to be forging out knives, but I need a couple of like shorter projects so oh, that yeah. when oh, I have a crowd good. around, I can do something, you know, those easy, easy to make too. Yeah, you bottle openers, obviously, but this looks like a pretty easy. Yeah. yeah, get yourself some quarter-inch uh, square stock and, yeah, twist it up, heat it up, make it look, you know, interesting. Yeah. And yeah. Hey, our boy, um, our boy Neil from Maximus Knives, <clears throat> I don't know if you saw this, but he was challenged by somebody for this um, uh, challenge for artists thing. And basically, I guess you post a photo of your work with no explanation or anything like that. And I think it's 10 days, 10 min- 10 images, 10 nominations, zero explanations. The purpose is to promote positivity, passion, and attention to art. So he's going through for 10 days, just posting, <clears throat> you know, a photo of his work, nominating somebody and uh, not really giving any other explanation other than that. So it's pretty cool. Kind of a neat I've seen a lot of these types of things out there, you know, like tag 10 people this and, you know, that and the other thing. Or uh, May for Makers is coming up. P.L. Smith does that uh, every year now for the past two or three. So there's one that anybody can join. But Neil's doing a really cool job with this 10-day thing. Uh, So check it out. Maximus Knives. Yeah, Neil's just an awesome guy really is overall like he's a really cool guy he and i were chatting the other day he made a a jig for holding your touch mark uh you showed me that too yeah and i was i reached out and said hey you know if you he has some uh aluminum stock that he is cutting sort of a slot into uh so it can be adjustable and i said shit dude just let me know the dimensions on it and i can cut a bunch out in the cnc for you if you you know, get a bunch of orders or something. So if that starts picking up, I might do some of that for him, but yeah. I'm going to shout out one more before we move on. Um, the bearded beer man. Um, I don't know if you guys have been following his work much, but I have actually been taught. Well, let me go ahead and talk about this, you know, project real quick. He's working on a paring knife design and he's, you know, got it all sketched up and then he cut it out in mild steel just to get the feel for it before he goes ahead and works on it. But He's only done a couple, like two or three, maybe four knives max. And I've been kind of conversing back and forth with him because he's, you know, you know, just getting into it. He's asking questions, all that fun stuff. Let me tell you, his first knife looks amazing. He needs to post it somewhere. I'm looking through his feed right now and he doesn't have it posted anywhere. His first couple knives look like they should be selling for a couple hundred dollars. Like no joke. Yeah. Beard, Amazing how dude, some folks you, can do that, isn't it? Just like out the gate, knock it out of the well, park. Well, he was a metal fab worker for a long uh, time, so he has a background in it. But, yep. man, he's got to post that stuff up because I know he'd be getting orders already. 
Nice. I uh, I wanted to shout out Brigham Kendall. He's a patron and uh, he's an overall good dude. He actually started his own WFI hashtag. Yeah, I don't that's know if you right. Saw this. Oh yeah. <laughs> WFI screw ups and the first post that he made <laughs> I of it, it should be uh, WFI white shit on my fingers, but uh, white sticky <laughs> stuff on my fingers. But it's a little long. He posted a picture of his hand with epoxy or something, or I don't know what it was on there. Some super sort of glue, glue think, super yeah. glue. And uh, and what I thought was really funny was his first post when he made the hashtag. He actually spelled screw up. Yes, wrong he did. Yes. In, in the hashtag. Yep. <laughs> and, and it just added an extra layer yep. to the funniness of the entire thing. So the go check out Brigham Kendall and, and his goofy antics. And let all let cool me put one doing. hashtag idea out there for you. Okay. Maybe it should be WFI fucked up or WFI screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> well, isn't isn't that what he's done here? Is WFI screw ups? I mean, that's kind of the same thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. I like screw ups. I like. Let me just click like on it. See, white I'm just gonna see if there's anything on there. No, it's only just, one just thing, him. and it's just him. It's, it's just, just him. his hand. Man, his toe story. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys oh, hear? That? Oh my god. So good. So <laughs> I had to go back and oh, look for god. that picture. And I love how he says the guy messages him every once in a while to get more pictures <laughs> of, his, of his feet. Right. I like of how his he feet just like, of his like, missing toe. He like nonchalantly tells the story and, oh and the gosh. guy's like, we could do this and that and the other thing. He's like, and Brigham's just like, well, can we just cut take, the fucking thing off? off. <laughs> I'm like, this is totally nonchalant. Like, well, why don't we just cut the fucking thing off? And the, the guy was fine off? with it. Like, yeah, like it was, yeah. you know. An extra board that was hanging oh. off of the house or something, you know. Like, I made the off. joke that uh, I asked him if he now swims in a circle. He's missing <laughs> one of his toes. Right. He said he did. Good dude. Yeah, guys. Really so definitely, dude. definitely follow WFI screw ups. I will definitely be posting. I'm, under I'm that following it from now. time to time. Yeah, I'm yeah I put I a daily it too. picture of myself on there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, hey, um, okay. So in just a couple minutes, I got my crew showing up here. So I kind of have yeah. a hard stop. And I wanted to uh, just circle back around to Chris's work and yeah. just, Chris, tell us a little bit about what the, I know you're going to be moving forward doing your blacksmithing program, going mm -hmm. to school. You're now um, going to hopefully have more free time, which will be super interesting to see what you do with that time. Cause you know, no. you won't have the, like the, the time dump that is a, a day job what's next for full steam designs um i mean you know i'm definitely trying to get into more metal working anyways you know um i got a, a big like chair build coming up and that kind of stuff and you know i just want to keep pushing just different stuff um you know i, I still do cnc related like tutorials and stuff like that to help people out but you know i really want to keep pushing in that other direction where I'm, you know, just making big projects and stuff like that. So, um, you know, and just different, like I said, just different stuff. Okay, cool. So you don't have anything in one, I guess my net, I guess I, where this, where I was going with that was when are you going to do like another casting project where you'll, you'll maybe show more of the process of that casting. Cause I know I saw some of your, images you know pictures mm -hmm. of the actual piece being made um but are you planning on doing any like tutorial videos because i tend to learn oh, yeah. a lot from your stuff so 
I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. definitely, I mean, my content will probably always be some sort of tutorial, even if it's not, you know, necessarily a like a strict how to do an exact process. You know, it's always going to be be geared towards towards teaching people stuff. Um, But yeah, that's definitely one that's coming up. Um, That's that's what I'm really excited to do. And uh, the the other thing I talked about, like the chair that I'm building, that's going to be made out of metal. And, you know, I just want to show people that that kind of stuff is kind of more accessible. Like uh, I was a welder in the Navy. And when I got out, I wanted to keep making stuff and whatever. And for whatever reason, I didn't go to welding because it just seemed like it, it wasn't or, or metal fabrication at all. It just seemed like it wasn't as something that I could do as easily as ho- at home. So, you know, I just want to try you. to show like my followers who are more into woodworking and stuff that, you know, they can do that stuff too. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. Hopefully. I like yeah, that you're probably. actually mixing it up too. You know, there's a lot yeah. of guys that just kind of end up <clears> in one. It, I always am amazed like by guys like Jimmy Duresta, Bob Claggett, you know, and yeah. Dave, they're all just doing, you know, they're, they even talk about this a little bit on the Making It po- podcast in the last episode about how do you retain any yeah. of this data <laughs> when you switch from, say, making a chair to, like, building a car. J- a lot Jimmy's of the same mind is things. Like are same. It is. And, you know, he's been working with different materials his whole life. Yes. And I get that part of it. But I don't know about you guys, but when I go from uh, even making this dagger. You know, I'm making the steel canister, Damascus, fish hooks, whatever. That's one <laughs> thing. Then I have to shift gears and polish brass, cut brass. Then I have right. to move over to turning a handle on a lathe, yeah. and which I haven't done in you know, 20 years. And I, I found a lot of love for these different processes. But yeah. good Lord, did I have to like. I had to practice, you know, I was like yep. pulling chunks of wood out well, of my box going, the, okay, I'm not, haven't done this in so long. I yeah. need to bring it all back up. I think that's one thing in that episode I was, that you're talking about of the making it uh podcast. I was thinking when Jimmy was talking about that, I was thinking that in previous episodes, well, I'll use the example of, I think they were talking about, he's making tiles like pottery, yeah. clay, yeah, ceramics. like ceramic yeah. tiles. But in previous episodes, he maybe for six months now, he talked about, you know, I spent five grand on clay and I spent five grand on ceramic or whatever it was. You know, uh, Jimmy is is really good, I feel like, at playing to learn. So, you know, he'll easily just give something a try and make not the final product, not even anything similar to the final product, maybe. You know, if he wants to build a house, he might start with a with a bird feeder, you know, or he might start with something that seems pretty obscure, but it includes the skills that he's going to need when when the big show comes to town, so to speak. You know, and I think it's such a good habit to get into. Jimmy's also pretty well known for saying, make something every day, right? And I think that there's a lot of truth to that. I spend a shitload of time out in my workshop and probably 85% of my time personally doesn't go towards the project that I've technically got on the bench. You know, I get sidetracked so easily and I end up, you know, make this, make that, make the other thing. Oh, I got to hang this hammer up. Well, there's an hour and a half making a fucking hammer holder, you know, in some (laughs) different way that I've never done before. 
So I think uh, Brian, will you get out your prescription it. pad right. and diagnose Ben with ADHD, <laughs> yeah, please? Right. I was going to say I was going to diagnose him again with pusitis. Yeah, well, well, I still have that. And you can have a dual diagnosis, Brian. I've told you this. What would be the medication <laughs> or something like that? Uh, I, I've got many I, I'm with you, though, Ben. I'm, I'm, I do the exact same thing. I look highly effective in yeah, my content. Um, That's all smoke terrible. and mirrors. I'm really, I'm just bouncing around my shop, cleaning shit up all day yep. long, and then going, "Hey, there's it's hammer that apron that here. you put I on." The same you shit. know, you put on that apron, and shit gets oh, real. That's that's, that's it. it. <laughs> where where would I find an apron like that, Fuck, Ben? I don't know. They're pretty special. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Butler built that U.S. I think has a few of them. Any commercial that begins with the F word. That's that's what I like. Go to my fucking website. I'm buying from that guy. <laughs> Get yourself right, a fucking listen. apron. Uh, <laughs> I want to uh, thank you, Chris, for coming on the show today. It yeah. was awesome to have you on and learn about your journey and learn more about you. We appreciate your patronage to what we do, and uh, we appreciate your work, man. Uh, I am going to call that a show. What do you guys think? Yo, yo. Yeah, it's a great show. I think that was good. Good show. Good show. I appreciate All right, you guys very having good. me. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Thank well, you. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, we appreciate you coming you on. And as always, if you go and support our sponsors, they'll support us uh, more. So that that's a great thing. So make sure you check out uh, MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Take advantage of that uh, USD to Canadian exchange rate. And get yourself some <clears throat> maker supplies, whatever it might be. And uh, again, we appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you so much for all your hard work. My name is Brian House, and this has been the Work For It Podcast. Oh, yeah. Goodbye. Say goodbye. 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 Say goodbye. Goodbye. Everybody say goodbye. Goodbye. Work for it, (laughs) baby. There it is. Goodbye. (laughs) Adios.